Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode. This week's episode um, is gonna be about dieting and how awful it is. So, obviously, stop dieting and eat intuitively. I have put something up on the Patriot Press website, um, and you can check out those three websites. Uh, I found them actually for an English project, and I found them really interesting and helpful, so I wanted to share them. Um, So this episode, I'm just going to kind of read you a summary about each article, and I pulled out some, like, good quotes that the author used. So let's get started. Um, the first article is called Choose Your Health and Say No to Fad Diets. This is by Caitlin Drake, and it is all cited on the newspaper, on the Patriot Press. I cited all the articles. This one I found on SIRS Issues Research website. Um, so this article, it talks about balanced eating. So, society pairs thin and healthy, right? Like, society just says, like, oh, if you're thin, you're muscular, you must be healthy. Many people forget about mental health, which is why I'm so passionate about it. You could be physically healthy, let's say. You know, you're at the right weight for you, and... Maybe you eat intuitively. Um, maybe maybe everything's fine. Maybe you have a great relationship with food. Um, you know, you're at a good weight for you, and you're physically healthy. You have good blood pressure, good heart rate. But you could have other health issues. You could be bipolar. You know, like maybe this person appears to be physically healthy, but mentally you don't know them. You don't know that they're bipolar or maybe they have an obsession with maybe with smoking. Um, you know, that obviously that physically damages you, but they could appear healthy and you don't know that they smoke, which is obviously unhealthy. Um, they could have terrible anxiety. They could appear as society says healthy, you know, maybe this man appears fit and muscular and he, uh, like I said, is at a good weight, but you don't know that he really suffers with depression. And that is obviously mentally unhealthy. So Society pairs thin and healthy and discourages bigger bodies, even though someone in a bigger body can be perfectly healthy. People turn to diets when they feel unhealthy, insecure, and that they don't fit society's standards. A person may appear thin and can be significantly unhealthy. Our bodies are not meant to fit the mold because everyone's body requires different things and diets are not and never will be the answer. So that was just my little spiel of what this first article is about. 
Um, so two things that kind of spoke out to me. There was a few things that I highlighted, but um, I wanted to share this first one. Good diet changes involve none of these things and can actually help a healthy balance with food, but fad diets make food into the villain, not the hero. So I really kind of just want to focus on the last part. Fad diets make food into the villain, not the hero. Honestly, I feel like it's self-explanatory. I guess people could be confused with how dieting, like people might be like, what? Dieting's bad for you? I mean, that's like so obvious to me, but I guess other people don't know. But I mean, I'm going to talk a lot more about it, but dieting is just so limited. It limits everything. Um, And it's just something that people focus on that should not be focused on. Um, Now, don't take that so literal because some people are put on certain meal plans. Like I was, I was, I was on a meal plan at one point when I was way underweight, I had to be put on a meal plan to gain weight. And some people have to be put on a meal plan to lose weight because being underweight and being overweight are equally dangerous. Um, so I just want people to know that. So people appear differently. People, one person could be thinner, one person may appear wider, shorter, taller, whatever it is, um, bonier, chubbier, and they could be healthy. That's how the world's supposed to work. Um, my other thing, my other quote that I took says, for example, even though researchers have known for a very long time that carbohydrates are an essential part of a balanced diet. Those who are following the keto diet refuse to consume them or at least restrict themselves so that they eat carbohydrates in very small quantities. This means that people on keto are not only cutting bread and pasta out of their diets, but fruits and whole grains as well. Fruits and veggies veggies are carbs. Fruits and veggies have vitamins and minerals that are considered healthy, which yes, I agree they are healthy. They are technically better for you, but pasta and bread are not bad for you. There's a big difference. Um, So people are cutting out or having very small quantities of carbohydrates and carbohydrates are the brain's main source of energy. So we need carbs throughout the day to be focused and energized and fueled and not distracted and to perform at our best. Um, The next article is by Raymond Tran, The Distasteful Truth About Diet Culture. This is on ucsdguardian.org. So my summary is in the article, The Distasteful Truth About Diet Culture. It teaches us the rules. It explains the rules that diet culture enforces onto society and the harm that it does. Diets and forms of laxatives or any weight loss scheme will cause pain, discomfort, bloat, and nausea. He also talks about detox tea, um, 
which is a form of laxatives because it's detox. Um, it's very likely that dieting will lead to orthorexia, which is when someone obsesses over eating healthy food only. When one restricts certain foods, they are more likely to become obsessed with wanting what they are not allowing themselves to eat. The longer you restrict it, the more you want of it. Stop confusing your body with the different eating patterns you're following because the more consistent that we eat well, our metabolism will become steady and our bodies will maintain the weight it should be at. Um, this article, I think it was the longest one, but I really liked this article. I just find it really interesting, so it's pretty much, it's an easy read. Um, something I took out of it was... They said the more extreme or restrictive a diet is, the more likely it is to lead to orthorexia, a term that refers to an individual having an unhealthy obsession with healthy food. Much in the same way, a person who struggles with anorexia or bulimia obsesses over calorie count and weight. Someone with orthorexia fixates on clean eating. And clean eating is what diet culture says is only nutrient-based foods. And the next thing I quoted was, most diets are nearly impossible to keep up with, which makes falling off of them even worse on people's mental health and their outlook on food. When people diet, they... When people diet, they are causing they are causing their relationship with food to become even worse. So if you have a bad relationship with someone and you want to fix it, by pushing them away, that's not going to fix anything. You know, like say it's a person. You have to go to them and talk it out. Obviously, you're not going to go to your food and talk it out, but... You're going to create these memories eating food and you are going to enjoy the taste of these foods and, you know, their social events. You know, like when people say like, hey, let's go out and get a drink. Like you don't, a lot of people aren't as scared to drink things as eating them. Um, like people will fill up on water so that they're full and they won't have to eat food. Um, don't do that. But my example is like if people are like, hey, like in movies, I always say like, hey, let's go out and get a drink. You want to get a drink sometime? Like, and you do because they are socializing and they're bonding over a drink. You know, like it's they're making memories, they're making conversation and just new experience. They're living. If you were scared of the calories that are in a beer or whatever, whatever drink it is, um, or maybe you get like wings too, like if you're scared about the calories that are in it, that just takes over the whole experience of going out with this person. So that's why you need to mend your relationships with it, which is what the next article talks about, um, but 
I just, I want to read it again. Most diets are nearly impossible to keep up with, which makes falling off of them even worse on people's mental health and their outlook on food. I just absolutely, when, when I hear that someone's dieting, like it breaks my heart. Like it makes me mad. Like not, not even that it's triggering to me, but it bothers me because I want to be able to tell them everything bad about it. I want to be able to be like, no, why are you doing that? I mean, is it my place? First of all, I don't know, probably not. Maybe, maybe they need help. I mean, I'm not a professional. I've worked with a professional, I guess. I mean, I've had professional help, but they probably need a professional. Like I said, being overweight is just as dangerous as being underweight. Um, but I just, it drives me nuts. It really does. I just don't understand why. I mean, yes, I understand why people diet because it's not that I've gone on a specific diet. Like I didn't do keto or Atkins diet or whatever, Weight Watchers. I didn't do that. I didn't sign up for anything. But when I was in like quarantine and my deep eating disorder stage, I kind of just restricted and I did my own thing and I starved myself, which was awful. Um, but I still experienced the same effects that a diet would cause, which would be fatigue, dizziness, um, no concentration. My muscles were, they just, they weren't strong. Um, my heart wasn't healthy. My heart rate went down. I was cold all the time. And obviously I was underweight. So, and some of my hair was falling out. Um, but yeah, it was terrible. It was very, pretty much the same effects that dieting gives. So moving on to the last article. Research before you try a diet. This is also from SIRS Issues Researcher. Um, this one is by Haley Brickweedle. Brickweedle, something like that. Um, in this article, Research Before You Try a Diet, it discusses why people need to stop dieting and start mending their relationships with food because diets don't work. It explains how humans rely on all food groups, like our bodies rely on all food groups, and people can enjoy food as long as it's balanced with carb, protein, fats, and color. Diets worsen one's relationship with food because diets are constantly changing your eating habits and restricting certain foods. After all of your hard work of restricting and missing out on social events and the taste of your favorite food, the weight will eventually come back because diets are not a lifetime thing. It's not a lifelong thing. Um, you're gonna eventually go back to your old eating habits. So why not change your eating habits to be healthy and not miserable and so restrictive? Make it more balanced. So stop dieting and take time to mend your relationship with your food and create healthy and balanced eating habits. So something I took from this website was 
eat foods that your body craves and foods that your body feel that make your body feel good. Energize, make your body feel good, energized and satisfied. This means eat what you enjoy and enjoy what you eat physically, mentally and emotionally. Keeney said, cutting out just carbs and fats can affect the body unless there are dietary restrictions or religious guidelines. An individual should provide their body with all food groups. Diets come to an end, and so does that quote-unquote healthy eating. Many times, the diet trend does not change an individual's overall eating habits or relationship with food. So when someone goes through a diet, it's just having them lose weight and... Oh my goodness. It's just having them, it's causing them, first of all, anxiety around food. They're feeling left out. They're feeling like they're not worthy of it. They feel guilty when, if they do eat it. And it's ultimately making your relationship with food worse or their relationship with food worse. Um... Diets worsen one's relationship with food because diets are constantly changing your eating habits and restricting certain foods. I said that. Um, I think I already said this. Yeah. You're not going to diet forever because you'll be... That's just not living. If you are dieting, you're like waiting to live almost pretty much. Um, and then the last thing that I got from this, was it? No, no, there's more. Another thing that I got is it says the best advice I was given was to balance the plate, have all the food groups represented on the plate, fruits and veggies, grain, which is bread, potatoes, etc., pasta, rice, um, etc., protein, which is fish, eggs, tofu, nuts, um, and dairy, milk, yogurt, and cheese. Next, same from the same article, um, research before you try diet. The human body relies on all food groups. I feel like I've repeated that so many times. Um, we can enjoy all food if it is balanced and it is enough, meaning well portioned. Carbs are the brain's main source of energy, like I said. Fats keep you full longer and protein helps muscle strength. Quote unquote healthy eating is not always salad, apples, and water. Healthy eating is eating what makes you feel good. This could be salad, pizza, pasta, bananas, cookies, really whatever. As long as it's balanced. You don't want to be eating donuts, pizza, ice cream, every day, all day, um, because you just won't feel good. It doesn't have nutrients. That's why when I say balanced, it's good to have food with nutrients and it's totally perfectly fine to have foods that don't have nutrients. And I want to say this, bread is not unhealthy. It is simply just a carb and it doesn't contain nutrients. Our bodies don't know the difference, okay? Um, an apple and bread are 
around 90 to 105 calories, like right around there, around 100 calories. Apples have vitamin C, fiber, and potassium, which helps regulate the heart rate. And bread, it's a carb, so is an apple. Bread just doesn't have nutrients unless it's like um, whole grain or flaxseed bread. But bread, it's our body's going to break both of them down the same. Our body can digest literally any food. Um, so ultimately uh, at all the end of this, what I'm trying to get at is to eat whatever sounds good to you. And this is my new diet. It's called the variety diet. So I made this diet up. Not really. Um, it's just to eat whatever sounds good to you. Maybe you're hungry or maybe you just need a boost or a break. People get scared when there are no boundaries. People feel like they need to limit themselves and set restrictions because if they don't, if they just eat intuitively and they listen to their body, they feel like they're going to go all out and they're going to have no control. But I, I have to say, you have to trust your body and there's going to be kind of like phases. If you diet a lot, if you restrict a lot, you're going to have a bad relationship with food. Okay. Like even if it's not all food, it might be certain foods. You have to face that though. And you may feel like, let's say you haven't eaten ice cream in a very long time. If you're exposed to ice cream and you're about to eat ice cream, like you're going to do it now because you want to be able to eat it and be comfortable and happy when you eat it and feel good when you eat it. You have to eat it first. You have to try it. And you're going to feel like, oh my God, this is so good. I'm going to eat the whole thing. I want to eat all of it because I haven't had it in so long. That's how you're going to feel. And whether... I mean, in my experience, whether I ate only a scoop or two or I had the whole pint, I felt guilty. I felt so guilty. But as I eat the right the, the, the right amount where I feel content and satisfied, which could be very hard to tell, you, you're going to realize that nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay, I want you to align your thoughts with saying, wow, this ice cream looks so good. It tastes really good and align it with your actions like I'm going to eat it. Don't or I guess it would be align your actions with your thoughts. Align your thoughts with your I don't know. But my point is what I mean is to if you're eating it. Don't think to yourself, oh my gosh, there's so much sugar in here. Oh my gosh, this is like 500 calories of what I'm eating, like 500 extra calories. I'm going to gain like five pounds. I'm going to have so many more, so much more rolls and I need to exercise tomorrow. You can't think like that. Like you need to take a deep breath and because I know how 
troubling to the mind it is. Like I know how loud that voice gets when the action is being done. Okay. When that voice is telling you all these negative things and you're going against it by eating that ice cream. So you have to shut the voice up and tell yourself, this looks good. I don't want to, I don't want to continue the habit of never eating ice cream again. Like I miss it so much. It's totally normal to be excited to eat something. Okay. I think a lot of people feel like if they're excited to go out to eat or if they're excited to eat something, at least for me, I feel like kind of ashamed. And I feel like that makes me feel like just, I feel ashamed. Like I shouldn't feel excited, but it's perfectly fine. Um, Food is a source of happiness. There's so many sources of happiness and things that make people happy. Um, But what I'm saying is that you have to trust yourself. Have a little ice cream one night and don't push it off because you're never going to be ready. You know, like you'll keep saying like, oh, I'll do maybe the next day. You'll keep finding like excuses like, oh, I'm not in the mood for it, which a lot of times that happens to me. Like if I have like have been restricting, let's say, ice cream, I would kind of like convince myself like, oh, I'm not in the mood for it. I'm not in the mood for it. Like every night I'll be like, nah, I don't really want it. Not hungry. I had dinner late. I'm kind of cold. I don't want more ice I don't want ice cream because then I'll be more cold or whatever. Like, or I need to be watching a really good show when I eat this ice cream. Like, I don't know if anyone else thinks like that, but I just have to have like the perfect time to eat ice cream or I don't know. Or like I have to be hungry for it, which like dessert is for the soul. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around that and like work with that, like desserts for the soul. And I'm still working on um, enjoying dessert. It's hard sometimes. Um, but what I'm saying is that you are going to want to go all out because you restricted yourself so long for it. It's just like if you have never been to Disney World or, or you haven't been to Disney in 10 years, 20 years, and you're going you want to do everything. You want to go to all the parks. You want to go to the beach and you want to take a picture in front of a palm tree and you want to enjoy the food maybe if you don't aren't nervous about that and you want to you know, you want to do all these things. You want to go in the pool and blah blah, blah enjoy the weather, take pictures. You want to do all these things because you haven't been to Disney in so long or to Florida and so long. It's the same thing with food. If you haven't eaten this certain food in a while, you're going to want a lot of it. If if someone lives right in Orlando, they're not they're not going to want to go to Disney all the time. They probably do. They're probably sick of it. Which is why variety is good. If you ate the same food every day, you're going to be sick of it. It goes with so many different examples. And it just, like, it makes sense, though. Um, so it's it goes for, like, the same thing. 
if you live in Florida, you're going to want to go to different places. If you eat the same food, you're going to want to try different foods. But going back to like before and thinking kind of like convincing yourself, fooling yourself that, oh, I don't want ice cream. If you, here's my trick. If I am constantly thinking about ice cream or whatever I want, whatever I haven't had in a while, whatever I'm just craving, if I'm constantly thinking about it, that means that I want it. Okay. If I see this yummy flavor in the freezer and I'm like, oh, that looks good, but I can't have it today because I had X, Y, and Z, so maybe tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I'm like, no, and then I make up another excuse. And then it's just a habit. Think to yourself, do I want to make a habit of this? Do I want to be scared of ice cream for the rest of my life? No. Okay. I don't want to be sick of it either by eating it all the time, but I don't want to never eat it. I enjoy it and it makes you happy. And it may not particularly make you really happy the first time that you reunite with it because you're maybe scared of it. You maybe feel guilty. Maybe, maybe you're not. And that's great. Maybe you're like, oh, this is so good. I'm so happy I'm eating it. That's amazing. Um, but at least for me and my experience with disordered eating, there's lots of shame and guilt. Um, so yeah, I hope I got my point across. So that's really just, that's really what I wanted to share. Um, so I hope you guys understood this. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you, I encourage you to check those three articles out and just eat intuitively, listen to your body. And I know that can be hard at first, but practice. Go little by little, you know? As you, when you go into Disney World, take it one day at a time. Go to one park, and then the next day you go to the next park, and then the next day, you know? Not even, like, honestly, like, not even one day at a time. I say one step at a time. If you struggle with eating, one meal at a time. Like, one step at a time. Thanks for listening, you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And yeah, have a terrific day. Bye.